Welcome to the podcast at Clark's Room. The podcast is the unedited, unfiltered version of me. They are short snippets of my thoughts on education, technology, and leadership. All right, welcome to Clark's Room. I believe this is episode 29, almost hitting episode 30. That's kind of crazy. And I have a guest that I've had with me a couple times now, uh, Mr. DJ Latcham. Hello, everyone. How you doing today, DJ? Uh, it's doing great. We are on summer break, which is always a nice feeling. So I thought it would be nice that we would talk about end of year one. Okay. You just finished end of year one, moving from teacher to vice principal. Yes. That's correct? That is correct. And I, I just finished end of year one, moving from the previous school to a new school. Nothing really planned out, but I thought reflection is always good. Yes. And I thought, you know, I can definitely remember some of my experiences at the end of year one at, at Foothill Ranch. And then since that's where you are, definitely, um, you know, can commiserate with you, I guess is the right word. It's one of those instances where it's good to uh, look back and get it off your chest at the same time. <laughs> so it's a little cathartic is what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. I guess going back, can you remember like your first two weeks as vice principal? Yeah, it was it was a great experience in learning the difference between proactive and reactive strategies. Um, being a teacher for a while, it, uh, it was all about being proactive and you could get behind a lot of things. And uh, it was a lot of planning, you know, especially those first two weeks as a teacher, um, it's almost scripted out. You, you uh, rehearse exactly what you're gonna do. I remember I would have um, just pads of paper lined up with different activities and different strategies and classroom management strategies I wanted to get through. And then um, I came into the administrator role and I tried to go with that same uh, <laughs> I tried to go with that same strategy about but four minutes in yeah yeah um, all of a sudden it was uh, this kid can't find his classroom and this parent wants to talk to you and these three teachers have questions and and school hasn't started yet mm-hmm. um, not even the school year has started yeah. yet. So uh, it was it was different to move from that uh, that idea of everything being planned out to a T to uh, still having some planning, but but understanding that you're really rolling with the punches and seeing how things come about. And uh, like I said, those first two weeks were completely reactive, and it took a while for me to get my feet um, settled. But once I did, it, it made all the difference. And see, I got luck. Well, I don't know about lucky. But I moved over mid-October out of the classroom over to the role of vice principal at at the school. And so I didn't have that first start of the year kind of craziness go on. So I had some time to ease into the role of vice principal and learning that reactive versus proactive before I had the start of the year. And so that definitely made that part of it much, much easier. You know, I had about three minutes before I realized there are students being sent out of class because it was mid-October for discipline, and I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, yeah. There's there's a big difference between a, a beginning of the year issue and a mid-year issue as yeah. well. The honeymoon was well past. Yeah, kids don't don't really uh, prescribe to that uh, yeah. assumption that everything needs to go smoothly the first two weeks yeah. with a new VP. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was interesting, too, because this year, the first couple weeks were way different for me because I had sat at, as a vice principal at Foothill for four years. 
you kind of get to know everything, right? You have to know, you don't know everything about everything, but you know a little bit about everything at least, you know, you know where the leaks are when it rains and you know what hallways flood and you know, totally. you, you know, what teachers are going to have what issues at what time and moving into a new school. It was one of those things where uh, I didn't know anything. And that was a very alarming feeling. Cause I hadn't felt that in four years <laughs> um, and you kind of forget I guess they say it's sort of, you know, when you have a baby, which you guys haven't yet, but when you have a baby, they're like, oh, I'm never doing this again. And then you kind of forget that you don't get to sleep for six months. Oh, yeah. And and, and there's a thrill to that, too, where you, you for sure you, you kind of thrive on that and, and you build a lot of excitement. And, and you walked into a situation with a, an established principal who had been at that site for a while. He started the school. Yeah. So, you know, you, you had someone to rely on who knew the, the site plan with the back of their their hand. Uh, my administrator was uh, a former principal at another school in our district, but was new to our site. So, um there was a lot of pressure on me to to keep the wheels going how it was. And it's almost like the blind leading the deaf with verbal commands. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, luckily, the guy who I took over the position from uh, didn't do a great job. So low standards. <laughs> low, low, low standards. standards. That's that's. Those are the situations you want to walk into, actually. <laughs> right. Then I guess I always like this question, and it's not. It's not an easy one by any means, because I don't know if I would have an answer. But if you had to pick like one moment where you're like, okay, I got this. This is hard, but I got this. Do you do you, do you have that moment or is it is it too blurry? Uh, you know, it, it, it blurs a little bit. Um, I'm not sure if I could boil it down to a singular moment, but um, I, I would say probably the first time I had a teacher in my office who told me that they didn't think that they had it in them to, to do the job. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had known this individual, um, not only as a teacher, um, a fellow teacher, but when um, you know the school year was over, we became friends. And, and I knew in my heart of hearts that he was a great teacher and he really could do it, but um, he was still fairly new. And, and uh, having that moment of being able to coach him up to the level that I knew he was at, that he just couldn't see that potential yeah. yet, uh, was huge because, you know, that's so much of the job is, you know, you, you do it for kids all the time and you think, okay, that, I did a good job. That kid um, is leaving my office better than he came in, which is always the goal. You know, it's always students first, but um, we forget that teaching is, I, I still say teaching is the hardest profession um, because to be a good teacher it takes it out of you. And uh, this guy just didn't realize how good of a teacher he was. And it's so much of a struggle as a new teacher. But um, to see him leave knowing that he had that uh, those tools and those capabilities. And I know I didn't do any of that. But just letting him see that mm -hmm. was, a, was a huge moment for me. Yeah, it's a, just a reflection, right? You help him reflect. It. Totally. What about you? What was, what was your moment this year that you, you thought, okay, you know what? I'm, this is a new district, but I fit in and, I, and I'm going to make a difference here. Well, I mean, I, I guess I could go back to a Foothill Ranch. Uh, it, it was probably in the middle of the second year I was there because I came in in October and I kind of just shut up and, and just kind of did my job, right? I didn't really push anyone. Um, I didn't feel like I had the right to. You know, I'm not a big believer in I, you get the authority when you get a title, right? You have to earn that. So about mid that second year, right, probably right before Thanksgiving break, kind of had a, a, a verbal 
you know, altercation with the, with the, with the teacher that wasn't negative by any means it was needed, but it wasn't fun, right? You got to have those not fun conversations and it was fine. Our relationship was fine, you know, and it was, uh, it worked out well and, and, you know, I wasn't right. They weren't right. It just kind of, it was somewhere in the middle and, uh, we kind of figured it out together in an aggressive kind of conversation. And I was like, that, that wasn't that bad. Like if, if that's the hardest part and it wasn't, but at that time it was, you're like, all right, you know, okay, I, I can do this. Yeah. And it's funny how those conversations go both ways. I remember, um, about mid year or so, um, a teacher came into my office and, um, was having some issues and, uh, I listened to the issues and I was really glad that I did. And I took that time, um, because there, she brought up some things that I didn't realize I was doing Mm -hmm. and she was able to have that conversation with me. And it really opened up my mind to, um, think about other strategies that I could have done and to put more perspective into, um, some things that were going on that I couldn't see because, uh, you know, you get, you get in that office and you try to be out and you try to be as, um, you know, visual as possible and, and, and make yourself known. But there's certain things that happen in a classroom that you just can't get to all the time. And I really respect that teacher for having that ability to come in and, and say point blank, this is a problem and I need you to address it. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think more honest conversations like that can lead to some really positive benefits. And I hope to have more of those as we go on. Well, and that's the hard thing is, and being, I won't say administrator, but just a leader in general is you have to create an environment where you, people can push back on you and feel okay doing that because it's not really a top-down model. I've always said, and I know I've told you in conversations, uh, there's nothing I can ask a teacher to do and they not do it. So don't do what I ask and then actually get fired or get in trouble. Yeah, totally. Nothing. And so, and, and some people that might just blow their minds, but it's true. And so really your only capital is your relationships. And, and so it's not a top-down model. It, it's really, it's not flat either because there is... Uh, there is a point where someone has to make a decision and it's usually the principal or deferring to the vice principal, which happens quite a bit on certain things. But at the same time, you can't rule. There's not a top down. It's not a, it's not a, you know, dictatorship. And, um, it's not a true democracy either. I don't know. I don't know. It's not socialism. So I don't know what, <laughs> what I don't know what it is politically, but it's none of those. Um, and it's one of those things that it really is your only capital is relationships. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. It, it's kind of a mound. Sometimes you're on top of the mound. Most times you're buried underneath it, but you're, you're there together. And, uh, I, th- I think you're so right. Having that ability to have those honest conversations they're they're not always the easiest. In fact, they're usually the most difficult, but to be honest, they're usually the most productive. You're going to get mm-hmm. the most out of them and, uh, it's going to leave you, um, questioning and thinking about changes that are going to be best for students ultimately, which is always the, you know, the catalyst that you're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I guess to go back to the question that you asked me this year, I mean, I, I went in, I'm pretty confident. Um, someone say a little too much, uh, my skills and abilities, but I will say there were some trying points because it was such a different situation that, um, I was getting pushback, which I enjoy pushback, but pushback on things that I hold pretty true to from different stakeholders. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's one of those things where it's like, well, wait a sec. And that you know, almost five years in starting to question some things that I hold very close. You know, I came out the other side and said, no, I'm not, I'm not changing that. You know, I'm, I'm stubborn. I know that. 
And so it wasn't really a moment where it's like, oh, I got this, but it's more of a moment of like, definitely got got some 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 values challenged. And I was like, no, I, I'm good where I'm at. I, I still hold true to those. And I'm not saying those people are 100% wrong or anything like that, but it's one of those things that I'm, I, you know, dug my heels in because that's, I believe that was true and that was best for the students and the staff. Sometimes I always say I can burn bridges when I need to. I don't want to, but if I have to, to support students or staff, I will. Uh, yeah, I, I heard uh, a great saying the other day that uh, to be a school administrator, it's 75% ruffling feathers and 25% smoothing them back. So, uh, you know, I, I can I can definitely see where you're coming from. And I think another benefit was you and I both had really good um, principles that helped back us up. Oh, and, for sure. And, ha- and had that mindset of uh, keep doing what you're doing because it's it's making a difference and it's helping. Yeah, because at the end of the day, that's the one nice thing about the role of a vice principal. You're insulated from district a little bit, and you really only have to please one person, and that's the principal. Um, And as long as they're good with what you're doing, you're on the right track. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So was there, what was your most challenging moment within as much as you can share, not violating any, you know, privacy or anything like that, but what was like your most challenging moment this year? I would say, that's a really good question. Um, being that I was a teacher at the site that I took over at, uh, presented a lot of challenges that, um, maybe other administrators don't go through, um, in that you, you build relationships with teachers, um, when you're a a colleague and those relationships are, are valued and they are appreciated and they are tremendous benefit. But when you become an administrator, those relationships change and they should change Mm -hmm. because like we were saying before, it's, it's not a democracy, but it's somewhat pretty close to it. You're dealing with human elements and, um, it took a long time and a challenge for me to see that, uh, you know, some people that I hold very dear, um, in my mind and I know they're fantastic teachers. It took a while for me to wrap my, my mind around the idea that, um, they're doing the best they can for kids. And, um, I, I do believe that if you are an educator, that is your ultimate goal is you Mm -hmm. are trying to do what's best for kids all the time. If you're a good teacher and, um, when those philosophies don't match, it's, an added uh it's an added challenge in the paradigm if you already had a previous uh colleague to colleague relationship because there's this underlying assumption that you have their back and you you are gonna um kind of be a yes man and 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 understand that that that's how it's done and kind of like you, I wanted to take a, a backseat approach and to let things play out. So I, I knew where to come in with some changes later. But as I started to do that, there was some pushback um, in good and bad ways. You know, um, everyone has different teaching styles and and uh, it's, it's very different when you are in that room as a uh, an evaluator and not just there as a friend mm-hmm. and and those lead to some interesting observations and and uh, consultations but um one thing i always try to do is to leave um with more positives than negatives and it's so easy to find the positives yeah of course you know uh, we have tremendous teachers at our site and and i i value so much the learning that goes on but um that was definitely an added challenge of you know going from that you're another teacher to you're, you're here to evaluate me, which was, uh, you know, brought, brought on good and bad challenges. 
Yeah. And, and I mean, we could talk for hours on the evaluation process versus the feedback process. Exactly. Because feedback is great. The evaluation process is like, meh. Yeah. Take it or leave it. You got to check the boxes. It's another one of those conversations. They're only very good if they're if they're honest. Yeah. And so that makes it hard. So on the flip side of that, like what was, I'm sure you have a lot. What was one moment that you were like, this was amazing. This just blew my mind amazing. Uh, well, you know, there were so many good moments. Um, I, I would say the, the moments that I really cherished were um, getting out and interacting with students. Um, anytime you can get out of your office and, and interact with students in a positive way is, is such a benefit. Um, being a seventh grade teacher before, um, you know, I, I knew the seventh grade classes really well, uh, which was a huge benefit this year because mm-hmm. our eighth grade or eighth graders were a little squirrely. And so having that that incubated relationship was, was helpful. Key. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, getting out and in, into classrooms and seeing students that you wouldn't normally interact with as a classroom teacher, um, our special education department at, at Foothill Ranch is, uh, is tremendous. Um, seeing some of the programs and activities that they do, you're having a bad day and you go walk into one of our room special 16. Edu- oh, room 16, man. It, 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 if you do not leave there smiling, you need to question why you are working with students. You're, well, you're just not a very good human being. No, I'm just yeah. going to say, like, like I, I spent a lot of time in room, room 16. Yeah. It's a great pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's a lot of joy coming out coming out of those students for sure. And 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 you're presented with situations that aren't always rosy as a vice principal, but to see kids overcome situations, um, you know, this year we had a lot of uh, tragedies that happened with school shootings, with Stoneman Douglas, and in Florida, and, and other um, situations. And seeing our students um, take those challenges and rise up, we had uh, student-created assemblies that um, challenged the notion of bullying. Mm-hmm. And challenge the notion of violence and these were things that as an administrator we were able to encourage and and bring out but at the end of the day it was student created it was student driven mm-hmm. and to see teenagers rise to the occasion the way that they did and to come together was was truly magnificent and it was one of those things where um it, it's a different pride when you are an administrator because you're not in that classroom you're not teaching them but you then become a, a, a guidance and you become a, a coach and uh that that was that was one of those things i think i will take away for years to come mm-hmm it's it's hard to explain the perspective of being able to go into 30 classrooms versus just living in your own absolutely you see so much so much variety but at the same time so much good stuff and it's it's crazy where you're like i would have never in a million years thought teacher x would get students to do a b and c no absolutely. and they do and they do it in a way you're like i would have never in a million years thought they would have done it through that method or that philosophy or whatever and, it, and you're like it just worked amazingly yeah and you know i've, I've done that now t- two different sites year long and a couple summer time sites which summer school is a different beast but i found that to hold very very true and it's fascinating yeah well one thing i took from you um and i tried to elevate it this year um to keep it going was um really capturing our story as a school and and sharing that on our social media pages and um I think that became almost 
one of the top three priorities I had as a vice principal was, and, and, it, and it's so good because it, one, it makes you accountable to know what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, and that means having conversations with teachers, having conversations with students. What are you doing in your classes? What are you looking forward to? What, you know, do you want this to be on our Instagram page? And you want a lot of buy-in. You tell a bunch of fifth graders they're going to be Instagram famous on your face on your Facebook and Instagram pages. That they goes get pretty a long excited. way. Yeah, yeah, they get pretty excited. And all of a sudden, you're getting the ins and outs of, hey, we're having a bridge building contest on Thursday. You're going to want to be there at 10:30. And then you have kids fighting over. It. No, you're going to want to be there at 10:45 because that's when I go on. Mm-hmm. No, you're going to want to be there at 10:50 because that's when I go on. And you know, in having that pulse of what's going on and capturing those moments. It's amazing how those conversations then come back into those difficult conversations you're having with students. Well, and it goes back to uh, what what our friend John Ike says, celebrate what you want to perpetuate. Absolutely. Right? You, you don't actually need to spend a lot of time on the things you don't like. If you celebrate a lot of the good things, it's going to happen. I wish right? I was able to rhyme nicely like John yeah, does. I, celebrate I can't do what that. you want to perpetuate. I can barely say it, yeah. so <laughs> let alone rhyme it. If you had to summarize somewhat succinctly like your first year and then kind of summarize what you're going to take from that first year into the next year how would you do that i would say um you know an old proverb i guess not a proverb but an old saying that my dad would tell me was uh, there's a reason why you have two ears and one mouth listen as much as you speak and uh i would i would say this year i did a really good job of of listening um I may not have attentive listened all the time, but I, I was listening. And I think um, moving forward, I'm going to speak more and and put my own spin on things. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it was key to listen as much as possible, not just from students, but from teachers, from counselors, um, office staff, and to take that honest feedback and take my observations to really implant a difference because... Um, as great as a school as it was and still is it it can always change and it can always get better Mm -hmm. and uh you know i think if you don't believe that you are the person that can make that difference then maybe administrator is not the right role for you and so maybe education in general right absolutely yeah (laughs) and so uh, i I look forward to that challenge because uh um, our school's great but i I think it can be even better so i'm so i I thought of another question as you were talking yeah i was listening though oh okay yeah because you know when you said you know two ears one mouth and listen i i just thought of the phrase that I used all the time this year and previous years was that's a great idea yes or yes I can do that for you can you send that to me in an email as well Mm -hmm. right because I would forget so because you could ask so many things or everyone does and so that was like one of those tips that I wish someone would have told me and I didn't figure out till year two like oh all you have to do is ask them to email you they'll do it it's not a big deal yeah then then you have like a task list it's great if you were to give a piece of advice of someone that's moving into administration next year, we, we know people, there's lots of people every year that go from teaching to administration. What's like a couple gold nuggets of like, oh my gosh, you gotta do this kind of thing. Cause my big one would be actually that is like, send it to me in an email. Cause I'll do it. Yeah. And, and, and kind of going on that same wave, um, I, I think, you know, I think we both agree that administration is a lot of uh, serving others and, and, and making making yourself a, a servant. Um, 
So I would say probably my first tip would be um, an old rule of uh, improv comedy is is the yes and rule of uh, you know so your approach with the situation always say yes and then add and your your scenario. I think a lot of that can be applied to to administration yeah. as well because if someone has taken the time to come with you with an issue it may not be the most penultimate issue for you but to that person at that time it's a very key issue and so i think um having that yes and attitude is yes i want to address that and here is how i can do it Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it's not always yes and here's the answer sometimes it's yes and here's three more questions to help you clarify what it is that you need um so i I would go with that approach year one you're going to earn so much goodwill from your staff from saying yes to everything oh yeah you just do everything and and it's and you're going to be tired and exhausted but but that will pay huge dividends years two three four five absolutely yeah i I would say one of the moments that i think earned maybe not respect but some kudos or at least got some attention was one day as you know in our um in our profession sometimes substitutes don't work out and uh, just just maybe (laughs) and uh um in this instance it was a substitute custodian and they didn't come in the evening and so none of the trash cans got got uh attended to and they were pretty bad um and so that next morning our uh, day custodian was having a, a rough morning and a lot of things were piling up and, and he had a lot of stuff going on. So I, um, told him I'd go around and empty the trash cans and the look on a lot of teachers faces and students faces as I was walking around with two wheeled trash cans mm-hmm. and replacing bags. It, it almost had a uh, Tom Sawyer effect of kids would walk up and say, what are you doing? I go, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm helping empty the trash. Cause you know, it didn't get emptied last night and I want you guys to have a clean classroom oh can i help well yeah absolutely you know do you, you want to come and then i also use that same mentality of if you want to see something happen you got to have stake in the game you, you got to make yourself visible so if you know if a, a campaign of ours this year was to um really increase the um use of our recycle bins mm-hmm. and and not to have as much litter um around and so if i'm going to be promoting that as a as a school goal i want kids to see that i pick up more trash than anybody and if i'm walking down the hallway and i see a wrapper that's not where it should be i'm going to pick it up and throw it away and that doesn't matter if i'm walking to a classroom or escorting a student it it and i would say nine times out of ten even a kid who was having a horrible day and was in some trouble and and needed to see me if i came to go pick up that child from the classroom and we were walking down the hall and that kid could be having the worst day and he could be totally mad if he saw me pick up a piece of trash nine times out of ten that kid's picking up a piece of trash even in that state because they see from example Mm -hmm. that that's something that's important i mean i guess to summarize all three of those kind of things is just model stuff model because you want teachers tell the kids yes when the kids ask questions so we need to tell the teachers yes when they ask us questions it's it Uh, it's it's the power of yes and i believe it 100 100 as well well thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your extremely busy summer and i'm sure i'm sure we'll have you on again and uh have a great few more weeks before you go back to work appreciate it you too thanks for having me thank you for listening to the podcast at clark's room As always, you can catch me on Twitter at Clark's Room or online at clarksroom.com to check out the blog. 
You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Keep living the dream.